Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guests today are Suzanne Wilcox and Leslie Hooker, founders of Beer City Dog Biscuits. In 2018, Suzanne and Leslie formed a nonprofit on behalf of their adult sons, both of whom have disabilities. The nonprofit Beer City Dog Biscuits provides an opportunity for individuals with developmental disabilities to be productive every day by enabling them to participate in all aspects of the business. 100% of donations and sales support disabled adults in their personal and professional growth. Wow, extremely impressive. And what a success story. Welcome, Suzanne and Leslie. Thank you. Thank you for having us on today, Susan. We really appreciate it. Thank you. You know, you glad to be here. You both, well, we're thrilled to have you. And, and you both created Beer City Dog Biscuits on behalf of your adult sons. And being a mother of three sons and a daughter, I think that all of us as women know that the maternal and devotion we have to our kids, and we're only as happy as our happiest child. But how has this experience been for you? And was it what you expected? I, I think that we all have visions of, of something we want to accomplish. How did you both meet? How did this come about? We would love to know the history because of something so successful. Where did that first seed begin? Well, thank you, Susan. I The first seed really began 40 years ago when Leslie and I were friends as young girls. And I had a previous business as an educational consultant working with families with children with disabilities. And when I moved back to our hometown after 30 years of being away, Leslie and I reconnected not only through my business, but also through the common thread of our boys. And as our boys started aging through the educational system, we really looked at what is out there for them after their high school. What are the opportunities? And we researched and realized that there wasn't much out there, not only for employment piece, but also for a living piece. And so as families, Leslie and her husband, David, and my husband, Tad, and I committed to each other that we really needed to do something to further our children. We wanted our disabled boys to be successful and be as fulfilled as our other children. And so this experience has just gone far beyond what Leslie and I had originally even anticipated. It has really blown our minds on what the opportunities and the generosity of the human spirit is to support us and adults with disabilities. Wow. And how did you both decide on dog biscuits? How did you decide on such a unique aspect of what you were going to, and, and did you explore other areas, or how, how did that come about? Sure. So we did. We sat down, like a lot of, I think, women do, and we sat at Suzanne's kitchen table and just started throwing around ideas once we knew that we wanted to do something that would be purposeful for our boys and for others. And we wanted something fairly simple. We have a lot of these individuals, their fine motor's not good. Maybe they have some other physical issues where they might drool or sweat. 
more than other people. So we wanted something um, that was kind of forgiving and easy. And when we started doing our research, we realized the pet industry is really big and people love their pets. So we not only wanted a great mission, we wanted a great product. So we really just started experimenting. Once we looked, decided to, you know, go into the pet industry, we thought a biscuit would be great, a dog biscuit. And we really just started playing around in our kitchen. And when we started Googling uh, dog biscuits, we found spent grains as one of the ingredients. And we live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is known as Beer City. And we thought, gosh, we live here. How fun would that be to play on that and get some spent grains? And we went right to the top founders, and they loved the idea. We got the spent grains from them, and we started with a biscuit with just four ingredients. So it's pretty simple. Wow, that's amazing. And when you talk about Michigan, my husband's family is all from the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, so we have fond memories. Many summers going up there, it's a little colder than where we are, but we have, have a lot of great memories from that area. So I sort of smiled when you mentioned that. I know that, okay, so you decided that, that you were going to leverage your area, which is also a, a kind of a real empowerment story in that you looked around what was in your immediate area and you probably gave back to the community just by saying we have an idea that we can enhance, make it a profit for you and for us also um, in, in achieving your goal. But how many employees do you have now and volunteers do you have? And what does a typical day look like for your employees that you've basically been giving them a life-changing experience? What does that look like for you guys? Well, it looks a little different now that with the circumstances that we have with the pandemic. But what we started out with our two boys, and now we have over 100 individuals that participate at Beer City Dog Biscuit. And a typical day prior to COVID would be them coming in, and we access programs across the city from school programs of students over the age of 18, as well as work skills and life skills program for older adults over the age of 26. And so we access them to come in as well as just individuals that live at home that have some community support people that take them out to the community. So we gather our brew bakers, is what we call them, from all different walks of life and diversity throughout the community. They come into our kitchen and they do every aspect of making the product. They do the make the dough, they stuff the mold, they fill the bags with the biscuits, they put the stickers on, they seal the bags, and we even have a group of young adults that do our local deliveries as well as those that sell at the farmers markets that we have across the county. So it's been really wonderful. What what we've had to do, though, through the COVID is pivot and push out all of the biscuit-making process to those programs that can't go out in the community or adult foster care homes and large communities. And that actually, Susan, has worked out beautifully because we're able to engage more individuals because prior to that, they just couldn't get out, whether they're multiple disabilities, they're in wheelchairs or such. So we've been able to really access and 
encourage and bring them on board. Our population is very vulnerable in this type of pandemic and the lockdowns because they are very have a tendency to be isolated and this way we are engaging them, we're giving them a purpose and Leslie and I do everything that we can to continue to bring their spirits up. We send them videos, we do drive-by pup parades in our cars, you know, through past their adult foster care homes and programs. And what we've learned is that once we are able to get back to our normal life <laughs> for all of us, we're going to continue mm-hmm. because we're able to access and, and reach out to more individuals that way. Absolutely. And, and you know what? I think we're all praying that we get back to, to more of a normal rhythm. But you are so right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because there are so many need, not only with disabilities, but some you know, depression, and we, we're reading so much. But I don't think we hear enough as individuals on solutions. And when I was listening to some of these things you're doing, I think that could be brought back to so many areas of, of people that are struggling on how can we help. So I have to thank you for that, because I, I think we often say, oh, yeah, that's a problem, and we identify the problem, but we don't necessarily come up with solutions. And so I think the gift you just mm-hmm. gave us today are some of the solutions you're using as we're going through this, this is unprecedented time for us as a country. And I think that the fact that you're doing that is is a wow. I always end podcasts with asking our guests. And so, Leslie, I'm going to um, ask you and Suzanne, what would you give as your, you know, one, two or three pieces of advice of so many parents who have a child or a young adult? with um, developmental disabilities, especially at this time in our country and what we're going through. What advice, you, you, you two, as they say, both Suzanne and Leslie, you've walked the walk. You've taken something that could have been a burden and you've actually created such an empowerment for not only your two sons, but for so many others who were looking and needing your assistance and guidance and as role models. But I'm I'm going to pause there and just ask you if if we could finish this podcast with each of you taking a turn and giving your advice to that parent or grandparent or sibling that's listening that is experiencing this. Sure. I guess one day at a time (laughs) is what we've tried to live by. And, you know, find some people that you trust that are going through maybe a similar situation with you and talk through what you're going through, stay positive, and really connect. And I think that's what Beer City Dog Biscuits, this is one thing that I don't think Suzanne and I ever thought about when we started our business. We thought of the individuals having empowerment, a community, learning a vocational, learning a job skill. But I guess we never really thought about the parents and the caregivers. And what we've really seen at Beer City, and we have a lot of time to talk to individuals and parents and caregivers, is a lot of them really didn't have resources or know where to go or what was available to their child uh, or grown adult. So Suzanne and I have just tried to take our, my son's 29, Suzanne's son is 24, and she's worked in this industry for years, things that we've learned through the years, how to navigate the school system, how to navigate Medicaid, Social Security, 
all those things that no one tells you, even the school districts, they don't really inform you. So we've tried to be that sounding board of positivity and what's out there for them. And again, if it's coming to us, that's wonderful. Their child is doing something productive. But again, we're trying to navigate them in the bigger world also. What I would say is to parents and to those, your listeners, Susan, is I would say, remember, you've been given a tremendous gift, a gift of a child with a disability. It opens your eyes and your heart to a world that you never, ever imagine or plan on being. And your other children, it is such an incredible gift to them that they have and will grow to be incredibly compassionate and loving human beings and learn from that child. Learn what gifts that they have and how they affect the people around them. It is magical and at times certainly it can be sad, but majority of the time I will tell you it is joy, pure joy to be around them and to learn from them and meet them where they're at. Don't them to be like anyone else, not typical, not another special needs child, just themselves, and you will watch them grow and flourish and be so proud of them like you are all of your other children. You know, Leslie and Suzanne, I, I have to tell you, listening to you both, I think what a gift you were to your sons and to others who have children who are struggling maybe or perhaps are looking or seeking help, as you say, ask for help. But what I have heard today is there are two women on this call who have grown unbelievably through this experience. And I think that's the gift as women you've given us today is that we are all sometime in our life going to have adversity. And it's almost as if how do we approach that and how do we become even a better individual than we were the day before that adversity occurred. So it's amazing. You know, we, we have so many women that have really traumatic things that happen within their life. And in in a way, you're right. You were given gifts because what, what a gift these young men are and the, the other young adults and children that you're helping. So thank you so much for encouraging us. And I would encourage our listeners, and I hope this is okay with you, Susanna Leslie, that the Beer City Dog Biscuit website is www.beercitydogbiscuits.org. And I would encourage each of you to go because I know that on that, you are on Facebook and your Instagram. And I would love our listeners to follow you guys. And who knows, in their area, perhaps they can just make a difference just from what you've started in Michigan. So go Michigan. And thank you both for joining us today. And we'll be following your website and encouraging you again because I... We can't wait till it opens up and you're back into the rhythm again. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Susan. And remember, and thank you, Susan, we are a nonprofit. 100% of our proceeds go back into our mission. You go. Go, girls. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.